Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Previously on the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Is the Rugby World Cup ball more bulbous than normal balls? We move to Gold Cup is so popular that even if Beyonce walked in and started handing out £50 notes... <laughs> you can lust after any woman, but you can only truly love the game of rugby. <laughs> Here we go then with another Rugby World Cup Egg Chasers rugby podcast with me, Tim, with JB. Hello, Tim. And with Phil. Hi, Tim. We've just watched France-Romania. We've watched Japan... Poor Japan. The brave blossoms come unstuck against Scotland. And what was the other game? Oh, Australia-Fiji. And also there's been some rumours flying around about the England squad. We're going to get into that in a minute uh, ahead of the big match against Wales this weekend. And we've got some stories to share from Worldwide Rugby Moments. And I'll tell you more on that if you would like to be there in Twickenham to see Australia against Wales in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, But let's get straight into today's action then. We're recording this on Wednesday night, having seen the rugby from today. And uh, let's start where it started today with Scotland and Japan. And our our favourite team from the World Cup, Japan, became royally unstuck after a fir- after a good first half. Um, got thumped by the Scots. Did you watch the game? I did. Yeah, I didn't. I was in work, unfortunately. It was two thirty kickoff. I, w- I was watching it in work, and I was getting very very excited. But then the ultimate disappointment. It, it almost felt like Wales had lost. In fact, it might have felt <laughs> a little worse than if Wales had lost. I'm, I'm used to taking that pain. Once again, Japan did what Japan do, which is just run hard, run straight. I love their angles of running. I love the pace that they run at. They bring it, but um, couldn't couldn't maintain it for 80 on this occasion. Well, do you know what Eddie Jones calls it? Ruck and run, or run and ruck. One, one of the two. <laughs> Meaning that they're going to ruck very, very quickly and run very, very fast. Did, uh, what struck me about this game was... Again, how very good Japan's set-piece was. I think not until deep into the second half did they lose a single line-out, so they had 100% line-out success. Yeah. But also, they're a team which is greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah. I think this started to really become apparent when, towards the end, Scotland were breaking the line, and like you've got Stuart Hogg in, in the open, and he's very, very hard to, to, to catch. And they just didn't have that, that last bit of athleticism, that last bit of individual quality. 
really to rein them in. We should, we should definitely give Scotland some credit. And uh, Joseph Rivers has tweeted us. He's at Rugby Podcast. You can get in touch with us. And he said Scotland de- decided to turn up on the the only day no one but Scots wanted them to. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, every yeah, every neutral, every neutral was a Japanese fan after that famous victory against South Africa. Uh, Glenn also on Twitter, and it's as I say at Rugby Podcast. You can tweet your thoughts during the World Cup, and like I say, they will get a mention. Uh, like Glenn's is now. He says. Clive Tildesley commentating Scotland v Japan, WTF. I think he's doing a wonderful job, actually. I think Tildesley sounds quite quite good doing doing the football commentator. Clive Tildesley was it, he doing the rugby. I think he sounds all right. He sounded okay. Was he knowledgeable? Because that that normally gives it away. Well, I mean, they usually do it in pairs, don't they? So one has just to describe what's happening. Like uh, yeah. he got tackled, he put the ball on the floor, he kicked. He's yeah, got but no it, boots. it was he's that kind. It was that kind of description. It, there wasn't the sort of empathy for the game that you get with a rugby. Yeah, but that's guy. why you get the the colour guy to give all the details. Oh, yeah. I actually think, thought Tilsey was absolutely fine. Yeah. Question about Scotland. I got mm-hmm. asked a question by um, a couple of my Scottish colleagues as to what the Japan win meant for the group. And my response was, I actually think it's great news for Scotland because I think Scotland have got a, now got a real chance of winning that group. Yeah. I, I previously picked them second. I would have put them behind South Africa. But now I genuinely, on the back of that performance, on what we've seen pre-tournament and on the back of South Africa's performance, I think Scotland have got a real chance of coming. Let's not forget England reached a World Cup final after getting thumped in their opening game. Absolutely, with a dreadful performance. So I still wouldn't write off South Africa no, by a long stretch. No, 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 no. But that Scotland but fifteen is quite good now. I previously, mean, I would have given Scotland virtually no chance of beating South Africa. Yeah. I think they've got a real chance because they've got a good solid pack mm. and they've got some real dangerous straight runners. I could not agree more. What about Australia Fiji? Then moving on to the second game of the day, what did we learn about? Whoa, whoa, whoa! In- Just before you do, do do that, two more things about the Japan game. Sorry. Did anyone? This is important to me. Did anyone see uh, the half time? Just after half time, they showed a clip of Gavin Hastings going in for a try and getting bumped by the Japanese covering winger. Didn't see that. Well, two things were really interesting. Okay, so in the first half, the Japanese, sorry, a Scottish winger is going in and Guru Muru comes across, makes a tackle, beautiful. The same clip basically for Gavin Hastings, but the. Japanese winger weighed 11 and a half stone. <laughs> and also, the tackle isn't even a tackle. It's like a, it's a, like shoulder, a, sho- charge. Like a shoulder charge, a straightforward shoulder, shoulder bump. Which actually cost Wales a win in South Africa. And actually, if you saw that, that shoulder bump now... Always oh, like, talking about Scotland v Japan <laughs> and you managed to Someone have will a be whinge about Wales. <laughs> An excuse why Wales didn't win. Yeah, yeah well, so we, we were all... I'm now going to move the conversation on to Australia-Fiji. What did we learn about England's opponent, the, f- the final team in Paul A to play Australia, didn't manage to get a bonus point. That could be crucial. No, and um, if they hadn't have scored those two driving mall tries, th- this would have been a completely different game because mm. the, the stats are generally in Fiji's favour. It, it was a ga- bit of a game of two halves. Australia had, were far stronger in the first half, but Fiji in the second half looked awesome. They had more territory, more possession, more defenders beaten, more clean breaks. And I I thought Australia, given those two tries, were a little bit lucky to to not be closer in the later stages. Well, 
Eddie Stevens pointed out on Twitter at Rugby Podcast, like I say, he's maybe the Aussies were taking it too lightly because he said, anyone else notice Will Skelton laughing like a madman <laughs> at the end of the national anthem? I didn't know that, but I'm going to go back and have a look at it uh, myself. But that's just you. Will Skelton, he's not unpredictable as ever, isn't he? Nothing <laughs> at all makes me feel confident about this game. I don't know if the Australians are holding back. I don't know if the Fijians are a lot better. I mean, I think the Fijians are going to be Wales. I know the Aussies weren't holding back. No way. No, no they couldn't uh, afford to. Bit, no way. Are they not the most arrogant team in world in world rugby though? <laughs> they weren't. They weren't holding back. They've all got sleeve. Uh, they've all got sleeve tattoos. They've all got sli- uh, slicked up hair or slicked back hair. You know, uh, there's something about them. I, the Gulf wasn't as big as you'd expect it to be. No. Fiji were. Fiji looked very good all round. The Australian defence, however. In in front of, in the face of that uh, Fijian attack, which was a bit more expansive than it was against England, the Australian defence was very good. How was the Fijian scrimmaging? How was the Australian scrimmaging? Solid. Both. Yeah, it was decent. Both were decent. Both decent. And yeah. Eng- England didn't totally have their way with Fiji the other night. So no, uh, no, far not, from it. Not far at from all. it. So, I think they um, lost two of their own scrums. In fact, fact scrummaging in general across the board in the World Cup. You saw Romania play tonight against France. You saw J- Japan and Scotland and Australia and Fiji. Every team that's played today and every team in the World Cup, I'd go so far as saying, scrummaging is uh, is massively improved from previous World Cups where that's been a real area of dominance of the better teams. Well, I believe it's to do with the, the the pre-engagement. So crouch, bind, set. So you don't have that hit. But we're also seeing that the Tier 2 teams are better drilled, better organised. Oh, they're two... fitter, they're stronger than they've ever yeah, been. So absolutely. That, that has an impact. I, 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 I think, I I think that's agree. got more... I, I agree with you about yeah. that, but I think that's got more... That that Phil just said has got more, had more of a difference between this and the last oh, World Cup. And it seems to be every prop in France is not French. They are <laughs> Georgian, they are Romanian. Yeah. Uh, well, not Fijian, actually. Um, who's the other team? That well, the, the Samoa, Tonga, yeah. they've, they've got boys over there. Uh, just uh, even the people in the French team aren't originally French. No, <laughs> little weenie. weenie. Yeah, weenie Antonio. Uh, Debatti is Belgian. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Um, and France, it was a pretty. I was quite impressed with Romania. France, like you might have imagined, sort of stretched away with twenty minutes to go. But every single team, maybe with the exception of Canada, has shown what they can do. Um, hopefully, we see more from Canada in their next game. Yeah, Canada have been the most disappointing so far. Um, Romania looked great. I mean, those yeah. two tries that they conceded in the first half were when the tight head prop was in the bin. Mm-hmm. And then they di- they ran out of fitness at, at the end, as you would expect against a, a proper tier one nation like France. Something we've talked about before, and I think off the back of this World Cup, world rugby and everyone has to take a bigger picture approach and think about the Six Nations as a two-league structure with promotion and relegation. We were talking exactly about this before you showed up yeah. uh, today. And we were saying like, we need to see more of Romania. We need to see more of Georgia. We need to see more more of all these teams on a consistent basis. Yeah, and, and you could sh- have the same with the Pacific nations um, and the and the top and the mm. quad nations, whatever it is, the rugby championship. Well, I think now the two countries which are going to pull away from the rest of the pack are going to be Japan and maybe in a few years USA. USA. Yeah. yeah, and the reason for this is there's just no money in touring in. Romania and I mean what kind of numbers and figures are you going to pull in if you're the Australian Rugby Union going to Georgia and then Romania there's a lot of people in Japan and USA exactly lots of money a lot of money yeah yeah and that's going to be the big difference please world rugby if anyone if any old fart in suits listens 
please uh, just consider. Oh, I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll they'll reevaluate their worldview immediately. <laughs> yeah. They'll put aside everything that they've been working for over the last 30 years and just go with that. Now, it will be interesting. So we're talking about the benefit that uh, playing in the Pacific Nations Cup has Japan and the Tier 2 European comp- competition has Romania and Georgia. Now, tomorrow, the game, New Zealand versus Namibia, the highest-ranked and lowest-ranked teams. Mm. Not only that, but Namibia don't play in a competition in Africa that's anywhere near, like, what? No, they don't, do they? The European and the Pacific equivalent is... So I've got a feeling this could be a little bit of a bloodbath. As long as Milner Scudder brings his hands, not his feet. <laughs> For your uh, fantasy team. <laughs> For fantasy team, we could be in business. Um, where do Namibia play in their day-to-day life? Oh, just everywhere. They, pl- they played against Madagascar. Do um, they? Oh, they do, they, you're they, right. They played again... Uh, Oh, I just it's less that, that's boring compared to some of the things we could talk about. <laughs> okay, let's talk the about fixed, some interesting the things. list of Namibia. Now we don't know at this point. We're recording this on Wednesday night, but the rumours came out this morning. It might be yesterday morning as you listen to it, and even by the time you listen to this, the England team may well have been announced by Stuart Lancaster. What we're hearing and what we understand is that Owen Farrell's in for George Ford. Jonathan Joseph is out with an injury, which could also keep him out of the Australia game, and in his place. Sam Burgess comes in inside centre, moving Brad Barrett to outside centre. Phil, what was your reaction when you heard that? My reaction was, it's not what I would do. Um, with, with the information available to me, I would have put Slade at 13. He's mm-hmm. started there most of the season for Exeter. He's a very accomplished all-round ball player going forward. He can kick. His tackling is very good. But... I'm not party to all the information that the RFU coaches are, yeah. and they've had a lot longer to analyse Sam Burgess, and there's some very intelligent guys in that coaching cell, mm. including international centres, Mike Cat, who's one of the most intelligent centres who's ever played the game. And so <laughs> I, I, would, I would personally trust their judgement on this. They've seen enough game tape, and... Let me just remind you that the last game that we saw of Sam Burgess where he had any meaningful time on the pitch was against Ireland. Uh, sorry, was against France. France with, and he with was Sam, he was yeah. very very good. Yeah, uh, as an inside centre. As a, as an inside centre, he did everything that was asked of him, and the defensive line operated well. And he released the outside centre and the wingers yeah. when he had the opportunity. Yeah, I find it odd. I mean, it's... Well, no, it's firstly, first, firstly, can I just stop, right? The, the oddest thing about this is, and, and the most disappointing thing about this is, Jonathan Joseph goes out, and exactly what we've talked about on the podcast for about two or three months, <laughs> maybe even a year or two years, is if Jonathan Joseph goes out, you don't put Brad Barrett to outside centre. You have someone like Kyle Eastman who you compare, so you still have someone with that, with that footwork and pace. Only they yeah. had a guy who could replace him at 13, who'd already beaten Wales twice. Oh, they do. And they Luth, left him at home. Big Luth. Big Luth. That should be his shirt. Yeah. But it's not. So yeah, I, I hear you. you know, e- either Eastman or Burrell. Either one guy who replaces the, the footwork and speed of Jonathan Joseph or someone who replaces the outside centre pedigree of Jonathan Joseph. But you've got two 12s in the centre. Now, what I will say is... Oh, sorry, go on, JB, because I, I talked oh, sorry, over you. Yeah. Go on. Um, yeah, so... 
it's weird, isn't it? I'm kind of cautiously optimistic. On, on one hand, I quite respect Lancaster saying, I'm going to go all out and go in this direction. Right, Phil, can we just make sure we get a little, <laughs> a little clip, that little bit there, so we can replay that when no, we want? No, not I, the time down, Tim. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of respect Stuart Lancaster. Uh, no, I, I kind of, because I, I, like, I like extremes. For instance, I like massive back rows and ultra-quick backs. But if you're going to go the other way around, have uh, uh, massive uh, massive backs and an ultra-quick back row, that's absolutely fine. Um, now... <laughs> I just don't really get it. So Stuart Lancaster woke up and he looks at the Welsh team and he goes, they've got all, all these in injuries. We could have any game plan we want. Like we could you know, only concede penalties in, in Lee Penny extreme territory, known, known, known that they can't kick. Or they could do anything that they wanted to exploit the Welsh situation. But instead they decide to pick a team to play Wales at the only remaining strength that they actually have left which is an arm wrestle with Jamie Roberts. And he's got 70-odd caps. Sam's got one and a half. Or, it's, I or don't get it. are they shutting down the only real avenue Wales have? Um, well, you could say that, but it's not the only real avenue, is it? I mean, if we're looking to shorten the field and tie in men by committing men to Jamie Roberts... Uh, you know, you've got, if you still got George North, you've still got Liam Williams. And by the way, can I just say, Scott, um, Scott Williams is a phenomenal talent. And out of all those four centres, he's by far the best ball player. And I'd be very worried about Brad Barrett well, in that outside, outside centre channel. What I would say is, well, actually, it hasn't, the team hasn't been announced, but this could be happening, that he is going to start in a World Cup match against Wales that we have had in the calendar for months as a massive day. This could be the crowning of one of the greatest moments we've had or it could be the death of a career yeah, I, mean, I don't know and, that, and that's why I kind of like it uh, it wouldn't be the death of Sam Burgess's career though <laughs> oh no it'll, it'll be the death of a man who whose career has already far outshone its potential uh, right, I don't know I don't know well here's a, here's a little sample of some of the reaction because uh, we asked on Twitter we said right the rumour is it's well, we haven't even talked about Owen Farrell over George Ford oh yeah so Owen Farrell has Come into the squad, and Owen Farrell is a fine is a fine player in many ways. Good goal kicker, reasonable distributor, and he can tackle. I'm not saying he can't tackle, but he's come in, and all of a sudden the press is talking about him like he's some defensive fulcrum. He's a good tackler, but he's not a world class that. defender. He's more than that. He he's a, he is a very good tackler, very good tackler. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, is it not a bit negative? From you're, well, is well, that the way you're? We haven't you're seen the selection it. yet, so th- th- this whole conversation could be redundant. Yeah, potentially. but it's fun, isn't it? It, it, but is it, fun. it has. It's come from the Telegraph, and they and the do, Times. They do normally seem to have yeah. a man in the camp, so they yeah. normally announce th- stuff hours before or even days before, like this. And it's normally right. It's normally right. So I mean, Ford is a man who has beaten Wales twice, can tackle, and he's a bigger body th- than Ford. But is he the world-class tackler that that making him out to well, be? Well, no, he doesn't well, need to be. No, he's got the right men around him. It, it's mm. it's never about defensively. It's never about one. Do you man. know what I think England might might be doing? I think they might be relying on these big guys just to smash it up, and we're completely underplaying the playmaking abilities of those two wings who are magnificent and Brown. And I think that's kind of the the banana skin here. Well, that that is a point that I was going to make that. Mm. You can talk about the lack of creativity in midfield, but the back three are all superb yeah. going forward. And if they're incredibly, all fighting in the middle. Incredibly dangerous, yeah. You create some room for any of those three 
out wide, uh, similar with with North and Liam Williams. Yeah, but you create, and, and actually Cup to to a degree. I mean, oh. if he's got space, he's a great athlete. Oh yeah, my he, word! Just ima- imagine the collision between Jamie Roberts and Sam Burgess potentially. Oh wow! <laughs> bring your bring your large hydrons. We have a collider. <laughs> oh. I mean, um, yeah, the game line battle is massive at the back row. Getting out. Well, just think about it. Warburton and Tipperick. Well, it's going to be Lydia, or, or Lydia, sure. or well, Warburton, well, got- Warburton Falatau, whatever. Um, when they have to run backwards versus an England same bat line, when Billy Vanapola has to run backwards and yep. around, he's so much less effective. Mm. The, the gain line is huge, and well, that's would- and that's where I think Jamie Roberts, Sam Burgess. Brad Barrett, Scott Williams. I would back the Welsh. Owen Farrell, Dan Bigger. That's that's huge. I would back the Welsh three against the English three any day of the week. Well, let's do that. But then. but <laughs> it's not three on four, is it? No. Sorry, three on three. three. On three. It's three on four because Big Mike's back. <laughs> <laughs> big sexy. Big sexy is back. Oh, let's get the music back. Yeah. For big sexy. You don't seriously think he'll be uh, he'll be playing? I think Gatland, right, when he made the decision, stared at his phone for hours. Like do. When you're about to call an ex-girlfriend, should I? <laughs> shouldn't I? Shall we patch it up? And now he's in. And down that tunnel, chest out, socks up, let's go and play. Mike Phillips is either going to have a stormer or a horrible right, game. Right. He's going to roll back the years, and that's the difference. Right, there's three of us, and me and Phil are big enough and ugly enough to put our nationality aside, our, our allegiances aside. <laughs> let's rattle through, let's rattle through, one, one to 15, who we would pick if we could combine the 30 players or the, the guys that are likely to play for England and Wales on Saturday. If we could pull them together and create one fifteen out of the two. Loose head prop, it's got to be Joe Marler, right? Two England props, one Welsh hooker. That's right. That, 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 that's how I was going with that. I'd go with that as well. Yeah, I'd go with Gethin's, that. Gethin's pass is best. Uh, two years ago, it'd be Gethin, but not at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with that. Simple. And uh, Samson Lee in two years' time, it could be. Yeah. Um, second row, then. Alan Wynn. Alan Wynn, if, if fit. If, if fit. Alan Wynn and uh, coin Courtney. toss between any, any of the rest. I, I'd have Courtney. I'd have Courtney and Alan Wynn. Courtney Laws and Alan Wynn. Potential in two years' time, the Lions' second row. Absolutely. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here we go, Barry. Here we go. So I was, uh, I was looking for a picture so I could compare Sam Warburton with... Um, with Rob Shaw and I got a really nice one of Sam in his Lions jersey but I couldn't find any of Rob Shaw in his hey. I just they just weren't any to hey. be found well done so um, it, has, it has to be Captain Sam I'm sure Sam. you nicked that off a listener of ours as I well. did actually I did <laughs> outrageous I'll call you um, uh, so Warburton I'd be happy to give Warburton the seven uh, and Lydia I mean my word my word the band's a warrior 
Wood is a nice player. I mean, he's a really nice player. And if he is Welsh, I, I, I would have him in the squad all day long. But Lydiot's class. What about you, Phil? What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't have Lydia. I'd, I would be tempted to have Rob Shaw. Rob Shaw and uh, uh, Rob Shaw and I would never pick Rob Shaw over, over Lydia. That's it. Never. I, I, I would definitely pick him over Lydia. I think Lydia is a bit of a blunt instrument. Oh, I, I, what an instrument. I would almost be tempted to have to move uh, Faletau to six because mm. he's not the destructive ball carrier that either, either Morgan or Vunipola is. I... Don't know. Uh, he does a different job. I think for the balance of the Welsh back row, he's perfect. But if you're picking an overall back row, there could be arguments for other guys. So really, we've picked two English props and possibly two Welsh back row. Three back And row. one of each in the second. So it's pretty much pretty even up front. Yeah. Um, like we say, whoever is running forward and whoever is running longer to get back behind the gain line, that is where it, that's where it counts. Scrum after them. Well... It would have been Reese Webb. Let's take our time with this. Let's take our time with this because I believe there is a gentleman who's already done the um, already done this selection uh, and has something, has something to say about it. Uh, <laughs> Justin Marshall had something to say, didn't he, Phil? He 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 did. He was on uh, Five Live. Well, he had something to say about one of the available scrum halves. <laughs> That's what you need to ignite that backline. And uh, there's no way I'd pick that twat, Mike Phillips. <laughs> I've got, uh, I've got uh, Jamie George. Uh, right. That twit. That twit. It was just the Kiwi accent. It's like Bin Smuth. Well, it's interesting, twat, isn't it? Twat. Because um, uh, obviously they have a lot of history together because they played together for so long in, in the Ospreys, or it felt like so long anyway. And they used to joke about things like uh, they'd argue over who gets who gets the mirror uh, for the longest. <laughs> and I mean, uh, rubbish banter. But I think there was a little bit of animosity there. Good Absolute job, banter flying around already. Banter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just... He, yeah. It's quite entertaining to listen to, I guess. Anyway, who would you, anyway, who who would would you, you pick? I, I, I'd go for Ben Young's. I, I would have gone for Reese Webb. I would, have gone, I, would yeah. have, I would have gone for Reese Webb, but not now. I'd probably go for Young's as well. Big Mike, I'm afraid. <laughs> All right. Uh, fly half, I would go... Well, let's assume it's Farrell for now. I would still pick Farrell over Bigger. Hmm. <laughs> no chance. How many Lions tours has Bigger been on? How many... That's not... That's how many Pro different. 12 or Premiership titles has he been... Has he won? And how many Heineken Cup finals has I he been let, to? I will tell you this much. He, he got the golden boots for the Pro 12. <laughs> Most accurate kicker. Correct. Which is... <laughs> An incredible stat. Uh, Tim, I would go for Farrell. Farrell's in. Oh, Centre then, here we go. Jamie Roberts Ridiculous. at 12. Everyone's picking Jamie Roberts Jamie... all day, every day at 12. I would go for Jamie Roberts and Scott Williams. Yeah, I would go Jamie Roberts and Scott Williams as well. So you've got, you know the... so you got the English halfbacks, you've got the Welsh centres. Do we then pick well, it's North and Watson? Yeah, I'd go with that. And then Mike Brown at fullback? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. So you've pretty much what we're saying there is... Wales going to win. That... <sighs> oh, oh, sorry, you missed one crucial selection. Go on. Gatland or Lancaster because <laughs> <laughs> that's where it's going that's ultimately what it will boil right, down to well, on that one I would go Warren Gatland that's their biggest biggest weapon hmm. I probably would just based on experience alright well yep. how about if this other one because this is an important this is very important as far as I'm concerned you pick either the English bench or the Welsh bench you pick uh, the you English. Know, you pick the English bench all day. Really, all day, baby, all day. Um, <laughs> you do definitely now because of the number of Welsh injuries. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you, I think you would anyway. Look I, at the, I think the, you would anyway. Macavanapola, David Wilson, Rob and Webber. Rob Webber. Well, and uh, that's interesting. Okay. Lawrence or Parling or Haskell. 
or Morgan? Well, <laughs> I don't. Ford, I think you're slightly overlooking Care. the fact that Tipperick and also Ken Owens might uh, might not stop, <laughs> which means he he will be coming on. And he's hell of a. So player. just in case the the starting hooker doesn't no, start, because they're probably your bench go will be with. strong. Some of the people on Twitter have had their say on this potential England selection. Ross Adnit says, "I don't know about Owen Farrell, but England will." have possibly the biggest headed midfield combo of all time. It'll be like playing Goldeneye on the M64 <laughs> with big, big head mode on. <laughs> I don't disagree. Sam Burgess, a.k.a. Cowhead, and uh, and Brad Barrett's chin. Imagine if you had the, the cranium top part of the head of Sam Burgess with the jaw of uh, Brad Barrett. That would be an enormous head. Uh, Mr. Limford, 99 on Twitter, said uh, maybe Stuart Lancaster has had enough culture and wants to go back to sucking the joy out of England. That's his response to the... Uh, hear, hear. <laughs> uh, and then Deaton Dubai says, surely a great way to tackle Gatlin Ball. Big hitting defenders against straight runners. Not as if Jamie Roberts has a sidestep. Yeah, well, this is along the same lines of thinking, isn't it, that all that Barrett can do is tackle. And actually, he's not a bad bad. Uh, ball player as such all that Jamie Roberts can do is run in a straight line all that Gatlin Ball is is not just running around short, uh, on the short side and smashing up Jamie Roberts they'll work something out Tom Tom 84 says it stinks of playing not to lose rather than playing to win correct Tom Tom whatever your name is Tom Tom 84, 84. there you go that guy knows his stuff and Luke Worthington says he's been pleasantly surprised with the tempo Owen Farrell has added when he's come on as the sub in the last couple of games yeah yeah, well, we well, well, tweets. Don't we have very informed, educated, we do actually uh, passionate rugby I fans think, listening you know, and at Rugby Podcast to get in touch? When we read out tweets, we should have the music from Heart Attack or Art Attack as well. Oh, the gallery music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For next episode, that will definitely happen. Maybe it might happen. It will definitely happen. There is a chance that it will happen. Yes, but not definitely. Yeah, okay. Well. Again, this this last quarter of an hour discussion will be completely redundant if it turns out being <laughs> Barrett and Slade. But I've or... enjoyed it. Oh, the the other thing from this uh, whole centre debate is that Joseph could be out for the Australia game. Well, he's out for an unknown period of time. We don't actually know what the injury is. It's been described as either a, sternum. a chest, sternum, or pectoral injury. If it's pectoral, that could be him done, you know, because pectorials are notoriously hard to fix. Sternum could be if it's. Um, dislocated SC joint, which is one of the many injuries that I've had over my my years, I was out for months, five months with that. It might work against Wales. It might be a stroke of genius, but it sure as hell won't work against against the Australians. It's just a completely different matchup. Oh, yeah, definitely. Against the Australians, you'd, I, I would want Slade in there. I, I want Slade in there anyway. Joe Enigmatroid on Twitter put it really well, I think, where he says, that will be a brave call on the part of Lancaster and it could be career-defining. I think it is. I think it's one way, right. one way or the other. And you know what? We could be sat here in a few days' time going, that guy made a bold move that not many people recommended him making, and it's come off. And that's why they pay him the big bucks. And that's why they pay him the big bucks. Yeah. Give us your thoughts at Rugby Podcast. And um, it's kind of, it's a shame, really, after the first week we've had, it's a shame. And I hope the, the competitiveness continues. But if, if Japan kind of only managing it for one game and then one half against Scotland is anything to go by, the games between now and Sunday, England-Wales aside, could be very much more one-sided than they have been. Yeah, like the initial adrenaline has run out. Yeah. And now it's time to get a beat down. 
A little bit like that. A little bit like that. But I hope not. So at least, well, at least we've got England Wales to look forward to. Uh, are you not really excited about Argentina Georgia? I'm looking forward to, forward to watching that. Well, on Saturday, South Africa Samoa. Yeah, will be very, that will really will be find very out. interesting. Oh yeah, that, will, that then we'll get a real feel for where South Africa are at. Yeah, because they've made. Well, this is interesting. So they have announced um, their squad. They made ten changes to the starting oh, lineup, yeah. including uh, bringing. Damien Dialandi, who he said should start yep. inside centre mm-hmm. for Jean de Villiers, but Jean de Villiers has moved to outside centre for Jesse what? Creel. What? He's the captain. He's starting. Oh my! This is. We talked about this a few weeks ago. It is a that is a contentious move. Yeah. Luke, Jesse um, Creel, despite having only three caps, is definitely hundred percent nailed on one of the best Springboks ever to play, according to some people in the South African media. He should hundred percent be playing. I agree. Uh, two other changes were two try scorers, Lou Diego, who was ex- he was one of the best mm-hmm. best forwards, and uh, Bismarck Duplessis. They've both been dropped. Etzebeth and um, Strauss come in for those two. So who is Etzebeth going to be partnering? Matfield. Matfield. Oh, see, <clears throat> Diego and Etzebeth seem to me like a more natural partnership. Yeah. I know, I, I know, it feels like I'm cutting the heart out of this team, but quite frankly, Japan did that last um, last <laughs> Saturday. So you don't need me to do it. The other change is Dwayne Vermaelen. Now is, we're talking. Is, Boom. is back, and that from a ball carrying front. And Willie Larude has come in at fullback for <clears throat> uh, Kirchner, which is definitely a better change. As well. It is, yeah. Right. Um, we, I want to remind you that we have a competition running currently with DHL, who are the... oh Well, they're delivering rugby to the world, for one thing. And uh, with DHL, we're giving you the chance to be at Wales against Australia, which is going to be a crucial match in Pool A, whether you're... In, oh, there's a spider! <laughs> is that... Sorry, a, are you... <laughs> are you actually joking? I just, it just came right down are in front of my face. Are you actually joking? There's a spider. The worst thing is, you're joking, there's a spider. So you identified the threat as a spider, and then you continued to be scared. It just came down right, <laughs> it came down right in front of my face. And it's sort of, that's a lion. <laughs> my life's in genuine danger. <laughs> Oh, what? Wow. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, Tim, anyway. Oh, anyway, 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 moving on. We've got an important competition to talk about, boys. <laughs> Come on, how did you let your tarantula free in your basement, Jay? Unbelievable. A deadly venom. That was, that was, a, that was a funnel spider, wasn't it? Anyway. Uh, the lights of the rugby dungeon. DHL are delivering rugby to the world. And uh, we're giving you the chance to be at Australia v Wales on at Twickenham on Saturday the 10th of October. There's a competition open now and until Friday the 2nd of October for you to tell us, because DHL deliver rugby to the world and they are the official logistics partner of the Rugby World Cup, uh, we want you, you to deliver us your worldwide rugby moment. It can be a story from a tour, it can be someone you met when you were abroad or anything else that fits under that as a heading. Uh, our favourite one will win. Email your story to tim at eggchasers.com and our favourite will win Rugby World Cup 2015 tickets and be at Twickenham for England v Wales. Uh, details at dhlrugby.co.uk slash eggchasers. So, Nick, I'm just going to give you a few examples. We've had some brilliant entries. Yes, please. Uh, this is uh, Nick. He says... Um, Hi, Tim. Hi, JB. Hi, Phil. I'm an Australian expat living in London and enjoying some amateur rugby for Bell's Ice Park Rugby Club. Uh, I very much enjoy the podcast, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, I hate it when like Steve Wright on Radio 2 does that. Oh, uh, Nick's got in touch. Uh, he says, uh, hi, love the show. You're really funny. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Agreed. <laughs> anyway, um, he says, my international story to deliver. See, he's using the lingo like that. DHL or like that. Oh, good, good. Uh, deliver to you begins on a cold, windy night at Eden Park in Auckland. Him and some mates travelled there to support the Wallabies, take on the All Blacks, and they hadn't won there since 87. They were still upbeat, um, and they fronted up wearing their glorious gold and it makes you stand out in the crowd with a bunch of drab Kiwis wearing black. Uh, as anyone would rightly do, we were boisterous, loudly supporting our team, and the brunt of our, our attention was directed at Dan Carter. In the midst of my heckling, I was slapped across the head. As I turned around to confront the person, a lady said to me politely, stop talking that way up to my brother. Or Miss Carter, yeah, I guess. Miss Carter sla- yeah. slapped him around the face at Eden Park. Um, some discussion ensued, at which point he demanded proof. He demanded that he got proof of identity from her. <laughs> she duly presented. This is backfire, a, isn't it? She duly, duly presented a driving license, um, to which he was still not satisfied, and jokingly said Carter is a common name, and that doesn't prove anything. She then pulled out her iPhone and scrolled through countless family photos of the Carter family. Uh, <laughs> These all- guys sound like hooligans and thugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and he says, if Dan's sister is listening to the pod, well, obviously she is. She loves her rugby. Um, then uh, apologies if, once again. If she tweets us, right, he, they, they, they might win. <laughs> to, to verify the if story. If she can verify the yeah, story. Yeah, if she verifies the story, they they may well win. All right. Um, was Nick Potter. Uh, Kieran Morris emailed Tim at eggchasers.com and said that he was nine years old. He's now 23, but at the old Straddy Park, uh, Wales A ran out. Let's see who they're going to see. Wales A ran out of the tunnel, and him and his brother looked across the tunnel entrance and looked up at a gigantic figure of a man with a big bushy beard heading towards him. It looked like Chabal. The captain of the France A team um, kneed him in the face, sweet spilled everywhere, stopped and helped him up, um, and then he ran towards his seat. So his story was getting uh, kneed in the face. Was uh, it by, by Chabal? By, by, by Sebastian Chabal. <laughs> if Chabal nice. tweets in and verifies that story, <laughs> they may win. <laughs> and, I quite like that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you'll like this one. So uh, this one, Tim at eggchasers.com. Alex Vanderlip has emailed in. And uh, here's one of the stories that he said. He he used to coach juniors at Saracens a few years ago, and with the RFU, they'd managed to organise a number of barbarians to come and do coaching. It was towards the end of the 05-06 season, and the kids were starstruck by some of the players. Uh, My elder son still talks about getting scrum half lessons from Justin Marshall, who called Mike Phillips a twat earlier. (laughs) And uh, more than a few of the mums wanted to take home Thomas Castagnier. But the image that sticks in his mind was was his younger son having a problem with his boot. Couldn't get it on. And he looked over to see Raphael Ibanez, the then captain of France, down on one knee, tying up his son's lace. It was a tiny incident, but to me, it sums up the humanity of even the highest echelon of rugby players. Yeah, I quite like that one. I like from yeah. Alex Vanderlip. Very uh, good. His little lad. His little lad <laughs> they're, having they're Raphael be Ibanez. Furious when they're sitting at home watching uh, Wales versus Australia because we have sent Raphael Ibanez some tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there you go. There's just a, a sample of some of the many stories we're getting in, and our favourite one will win some Wales v Australia tickets. So deliver us your worldwide rugby moment. Uh, email it to tim at eggchasers.com. Do it by Friday, the 2nd of October, and you could be at Twickers. What's your prediction for England Wales then, boys? I have no idea. I mean, I'm all at sea with this. I, I keep saying that, and I'm sure that's not why people listen. Um, Start of the week, I gave Wales no chance, but I'm now thinking it's going to be Wales by Wales by seven. I think 
it's, I think if we're in contention, if we're close, if we're within a score with 60 minutes on the clock, we will win. Because of the bench. Because of the bench. And that's why I'm saying England by six. <sighs> Wales will get a losing bonus point. I'm, I'm normally very pessimistic about this fixture, but it does rely more on Wales's injuries than England's superior play or anything like that. But I, I am also slightly optimistic about this, so I'd say... England by less did, than a score. Do you know if they just threw in Slade? I think you said, right, Barrett stays, Slade's in, Ford's in, same team. Yeah. Would you not be just... Would, I think everyone in England would be like, this is nailed on. I, I, there's just too many questions now. I would be more confident. I would be as well. But we're not parties to all the information that uh, Stuart Lancaster is. But we are parties in should be in politics, Phil. Look at this. <laughs> what a diplomat he is. Uh, the other games, as we've talked about, New Zealand, Namibia, well, that'll be one-way traffic. Argentina, Georgia, that'll be scrum porn. Scrum, scrum. That's oh, be my scrum. word. That's, oh, wow. Where's that going to be played? Does anyone, do we know? Uh, what stadium is Yeah, because I think King's Home was far too small a stadium today for... It's at uh, King's Home. Is, is it? It is, Yeah. yeah. It does, yeah, it sounds like a kind of King's Home style. Uh, South Africa, South Africa, Samoa is at Villa Park in Birmingham. Oh, nice! Uh, and I see South Africa bouncing back and putting in a performance there. Yes, it, it won't be easy, but I think they will do as well. It's I think a, it'll be close, but yeah. South Africa by ten. Mm-hmm. It's Italy, Canada at Ellen Road in Leeds. Two of the most disappointing teams of the tournament so far. Yeah. Italy. By not Italy very many. By not, by Italy by 12. By, yeah, a couple something of Something like that. Uh, on, on to Sunday, and you've got uh, Australia, Uruguay. Well, kind of, if you want to sleep in and not bother watching that one at Villa Park, <laughs> that, that, that'd be my advice. Yep, agreed. Uh, Scotland v United States. Uh, Scotland will continue. That's at Ellen Road in Leeds again. Yep. And uh, Ireland, Romania. Wembley Stadium. That's not a great one either, is it? No. Yeah, that Sunday's a little bit. Sunday's a, a little bit underwhelming. If, if you had to give up a day for the family or to do something, Sunday is the day to do it. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I'm a. Uh, I am giving up the day because on. Oh sun- yeah, you're not here on Sunday, are you? On Sunday, I'm camping in the Omani Desert. Oh wow! In the Middle East. Yeah, rather you than me, mate. Um, voluntarily, this isn't a punishment. Uh, no, 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 no. He's joined ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> um. When are you back? Uh, Wednesday. So you, will you be podding on Sunday? Uh, this Sunday coming? Yeah. Uh, right. No, right. I think the Skype connection won't be good enough based on my experience. Right, so yeah. we need an, a, an extra podcaster if anyone's interested. Yeah. Uh, and then Wednesday? Oh, uh, that is either going to be, right, if it's just the two of us without Phil to do his his brilliant middleman thing oh. and, uh, and bridge <laughs> the gap. This, after England-Wales, just me and JB on opposite sides of a table. This could be explosive. Um, actually, actually, I do have news on Sunday. Bryn Williams is uh, is with us. Um, oh, very nice. And on Wednesday, not confirmed, but we might have an extra podcaster. We don't know yet. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, I'll keep um, that secret. Uh, yeah, I've seen and... some messages flying about about yeah. that. If it's who you want, JB, that would be very interesting. Will it involve a dead pig? <laughs> <laughs> it should. Well, all, all the best nights out do. So. <laughs> Good. Right, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, download the ACAST app, listen to us there, uh, tell your mates, we love rugby, you love rugby, and we'll have more rugby to talk about next time. Good work, JB. Thank you, Tim. Nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim. In a bit. That's what you need to ignite that back line. And uh, there's no way I'd pick that twat, Mike Phillips. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.